I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yabba Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors shocked the Los Angeles Lakers by a score of 121 to 114. I know the Lakers haven't been playing well. I just saw them lose to literally Terrence Davis and the Kings, so you know that's a real problem when that happens. But, god damn, I didn't expect this. I don't. I did not expect this, and I take back a lot of what I said. I really do. Um, you know, I, I thought the Lakers were going to be a tough matchup. Um, you know, the Lakers played the Raptors really well. Raptors went to Tampa. Um, that game was close at the end, but realistically was never in jeopardy. It was one of those fake comebacks. And, uh, I just thought, you know, the Lakers have all this size and the Raptors are like garbage on the second out of back-to-backs. They were like three and 12 up to this point. Um, you know, like obviously the Raptors play a lot through the post. It's going to be hard to post these guys, and there was not any posting up, quite honestly, from the Raptors. Um, and, and yeah, also, you know, LeBron and AD are pretty good, and they're reigning champions. But what do I know? Apparently, I know nothing, because the Raptors came out and stunned the Lakers with a sensational performance from Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, who, my goodness, man, combining for 76 points? Mmm! I haven't seen two Raptors combined for 75, 76 points since uh, game one against the uh, Sixers. If you remember that game, Kawhi had 45, Pascal had the uh, 30, something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. In any case, um, you know, not the same stakes, but at the same time, very exhilarating. You know, it's uh, it's currently as a recording, 1.52 a.m. Eastern, and... Um, I'm hype. How could you not be hype after watching that game? I mean, damn, the Raptors really came out and stunned the Lakers. This, you know, was reminiscent of last year, one of the Raptors' best wins of the season, where the Raptors went to L.A. shorthanded. All right, guys were out. Actually, that one, no Kyle, no Serge. This one, no Fred, no um, OG. He got rested last second, okay. 
Uh, Gary Trent's still out. Chris Boucher's still out. All these other guys, you know. Who cares? Who I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? This is one of those never underestimate the heart of a champion uh, type games. And, you know, honestly, like, this game reminded me in so many ways of last season. Not just the same result in, in Los Angeles and what the Raptors did to this team um, for the second time. But, like, I just... It just... It's just fun watching a team compete. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I think maybe... You know, it's like found money in a way because again, you, I don't think a lot of people had expectations for this game. And if you did, congratulations! I hope you made some money on it because you would have made some money on it. Um, but yeah, it just feels really exhilarating um, to to win these kinds of games. And the Raptors, man, I mean, they were, you know, it was starting off poorly. The Lakers really got out and were just hurting the Raptors um, on the inside. The Lakers had thirty eight points. In the first quarter, and it felt like the Lakers could get to the basket whenever they wanted to. They were also making threes because they were getting to the basket and spraying it out. And the Raptors were scoring, but it felt like, you know, the Raptors just had nothing for them defensively. But the Raptors really locked it down. And I thought the second and third quarters for the Raptors defensively were excellent. Holding the Lakers to 21 points, 25 points. And it was one of those performances where, like, I don't know, I didn't... Get, ask Nick this question specifically in the post game, um, but I thought that it felt like a game where Nick kind of felt his way through it. And of course, that's not new. I mean, of course, you know that's a lot of coaching is adjusting on the fly, and that's something that Nick is really good at. Um, but it felt like tonight, whatever plan the Raptors had for coming into this game, it wasn't a set plan because what we what you saw were multiple guys coming in and out. Raptors playing the matchups really well. And not the, your usual rotations, right? Not like, okay, so Kyle's going to play from this minute to this minute, and then he's going to come out, then these other guys are going to come in, and maybe, you know, buy a couple of minutes. You know, you kind of have a general sense of what the Raptors rotation looks like. And maybe because the guys are out or whatever, but Raptors really kind of, you know, went by feel in this one. You know, like, it was like, okay, the Lakers have these bigs coming on, on the floor right now. When it's Montrez Harrell, we want to have Freddie Gillespie on the floor. When it's Andre Drummond, we want to have Kem Birch on the floor. So depending on how they sub, we're going to sub the same way. And sometimes we're going to have Kem and Freddie on the floor at the exact same time because the Lakers have uh, Montrez and Drummond on at the same time. And they were matching them in the front court. Of course, the Lakers' size is a really, really uh, huge advantage. That's probably their biggest advantage aside from, you know, LeBron and AD. Um it's just the Lakers' size. They have size across the board. So, you know, the Raptors had to manage that part. But it was also sort of like, okay, things on the fly. So Malachi's not doing well. Okay, Malachi had zero points. All of seven was really bad. Uh, a real rookie game for Malachi after, you know, what, what had been a really good month of April for him. Honestly, he should be in consideration for uh, rookie of the month uh, for, for the Eastern Conference in April. He, he put up like 13-4-4. and four. That's not bad. Um... And what else? I mean, you know, the Raptors, you know, late in the game, in the fourth quarter, um, the guys were struggling again. So Nick made the call and brought some of his main guys in early. You know, he Bembry, you know, Bembry played a lot. Uh, you know, I think Bembry probably would have played anyway because Fred's out, so they need a, a bench ball handler. But um, because Malachi had been struggling, basically Bembry took, essentially went from the backup ball handler, well, basically went for third string, to in the rotation tonight because Fred was out and then into essentially the starting lineup because he closed out the second quarter and, um, you know, the first half and the second half in Malachi's spot. 
And so it, it, it was a good coaching job. But really, the best part about it was just watching two of your main guys cook. Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam were superstars tonight. It was so much fun to watch. Pascal finishing with 39 points. He, came, he had one free throw at the end there to uh, get it to an even 40. Couldn't do it. That's okay. I don't really care. A 39 is still pretty good with me. And then 37 from Kyle Lowry. I mean, these two were just ridiculously good on all levels carrying this team. I mean, what else can you really say? It's just, it, you know, first off, with Pascal, <laughs> you know, like, what, what, what is going on? It's impossible to predict this man's performances from game to game because last night I, I was, you know, ripping the guy. Not even ripping the guy. I was just critiquing him because he didn't play well, right, against the, 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 the Jazz. You know, zero assists, didn't score the ball well, like 7 of 18 or something like that. Didn't get to the free throw line, all this other stuff. Like, it just wasn't looking good. Defensively, it wasn't looking good. Tonight, totally different performance. I think, you know, I think really what comes down with Pascal's performances are really like four things really come into it, right? I think number one right now is energy. Does he have energy on a night-to-night basis? And energy is going to waver, right? I don't know, man. Maybe Pascal slept really well tonight. You know, maybe they got to take that mattress with them or something. But, like... It's hard to determine where his energy is going to be at from game to game because there, it's he's it's it's life it, it's 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 night and day um, when he has energy and when he doesn't, which is probably the same for all of us, quite honestly, right? I mean, like I'm I'm, I'm sure there's sometimes where you just like I don't know, man, get like five hours of sleep and for some reason and, and you're just like dragging the next day and you're not good at work, like. Luckily, you don't work <laughs> with millions of people watching uh, and millions of people commenting. In any case, though. Um, yeah, I think number one is energy, right? And today, Pascal was super energetic. The way he was attacking, the way he was guarding. I mean, he got up to block AD. Uh, he really went at AD, honestly, man. He, he thoroughly outplayed AD, which I might have to add, has been now three straight times this has happened, okay? I'm just saying, okay? Last time the, the Raptors were in Los Angeles against the Lakers, similar results. In any case, um, I think that's one. I think number two is, like, how much size is in the middle, right? Because I think, especially, um, not just size in particular in terms of, like, which, how much um, rim protection is on the floor, but specifically which way do the Lakers or do the other team want to guard? Are they going to send double heaps of Pascal? Because there's some teams that will play Pascal one-on-one because they feel confident. And the Lakers tonight were one of those teams. They're going to put AD on Pascal, and they're going to say, okay, try to beat AD. Listen, AD is a sensational defender, and I'm sure he has the capacity of full full health to guard to to guard Pascal. But he did not tonight. He was not equipped to do it tonight. And Pascal torched them in every single way he wanted to: getting to the basket, getting to the mid range, hitting the three, getting to the foul line, blocking him as well. Man, I mean, like, man, Pascal was excellent in that matchup. But mostly single coverage. There was not a lot of double teaming with Pascal. If anything, the Lakers double teamed Kyle, you know, and blitzed him on the pick and rolls and stuff like that. But, you know, I think when you play Pascal single coverage, Pascal's going to really find a way to score most times. There's only, like, a very small handful of matchups, like Bam Adebayo um, or whatever the Celtics voodoo they did towards Pascal. Like, that that's it. That, that's it, right? Like, Pascal can get his one-on-one. Even if he's struggling, you got to double-team him because he's really good one-on-one. And then I think another factor, number three, is just, like, how decisive is Pascal? Right, you know, when he catches the ball, is he making an instant move, or is he gonna dribble the ball like six times, face up the basket, dribble, maybe lose his dribble, then have to repost a little bit, then kind of get into the middle? You know, the help comes, and by that point, it's late in shot clock. You have to take a shot. Like, 
you know, I, I think Pascal was so decisive tonight. One thing that was, that was great to see tonight was just Pascal playing that two-man game with Kyle Lowry. At, first off, Kyle assisted Pascal seven times, and Pascal assisted Kyle three times. That's ten assists. That's ten buckets just between the two of them. The Raptors only had, like, how many buckets do they do, do they have on a night? Like, 42? Yeah, that's a quarter of your team's offense just assisted by those two guys alone. Let, never mind those two guys getting their own shots, okay? Um, that was sensational to watch. Um, but I also think that one of the things that worked really well was Kyle was able to work the pick and roll with Pascal. And with Kyle being such an effective scorer, especially tonight, uh, the Lakers were setting you know, aggressive uh, traps towards them on the perimeter. And so that allowed Pascal to sort of slip Kyle would find Pascal in that mid-range area, and he would just take one dribble, maybe even just two steps, and just float that thing in. And that's, it's it's a tough shot for a lot of players, but that's a shot Pascal really loves to hit. Like, don't forget, Kyle and Pascal have had chemistry literally since day one. Like, literally. I remember doing um, a story on Pascal, like, way, way back. Like, 2018. No, 2018? Yeah, 2018. Those was like... 10 games into his most improved season, I was already writing about him as the most improved candidate, and it's like one of my first features, one of the first times I went down to the arena to talk to players, and I talked to Pascal about the thing, because I wanted to talk about sort of the specifically the angle with him and Kyle, because back then they used to connect a lot on transition plays, and one thing that I found was really interesting in my research was Kyle's, Pascal Siakam's first career basket, no one remembers this, this was against the, the Pistons in 2000 and. 16. I believe this is one of those games where JV made Andre Drummond bite five times on his pump pick, at least. I think, I think honestly, Pascal, I think, I think JV might have had like a 30 and 20 game or something. But Pascal is making his NBA debut as a rookie, and Pascal Siakam's first career basket assisted from Kyle Lowry. Um, I think Kyle drove and, and found Pascal for a little hook shot. So literally his first ever basket was from Kyle. And he's always had chemistry from Kyle. Because listen, Kyle's always going to play with guys who are skilled, who are, you know, quick bigs. And, you know, they played at a really high tempo today. And yeah, I mean, I just thought that they worked really well. Um, you know, one thing I asked Nick after the game was just... Um, <laughs> that two-man game worked really often, you know, I mean, essentially asking him, like, yo, why don't you do this more often? Because a lot of the times, you know, Kyle will get his offense, and then Pascal will get his offense, and, the, you know, the two circles don't form a Venn diagram. Um, and, you know, what what Nick said was, was very smart, was just, you know, a lot of times, if you're going to play pick and roll, sometimes you're not going to be able to the screen with your four-man. First off, sometimes you're not going to be able to screen with your four-man, because, like, maybe your five's not getting guarded, right? That's important but in any case um sometimes you don't want to screen with your four because you know teams will switch a lot of those advantages so there's not necessarily an advantage to be had in the pick and roll maybe you can attack the iso but that's still an iso at the end of the day even if it's against a mismatch um but today pascal was because because the lakers play so big pascal playing the four that still brings up ad or you know um who do you who do you want you know uh, Markeith Morris or, or Montrezl Harrell. Like, those guys are going to be involved in the pick and roll. They're going to come up and trap Kyle. And then that little pocket pass was there. Kyle found Pascal multiple times. I mean, listen, you know, Pascal hit some threes as well from Kyle. It was great to see that the two-man chemistry between the two of them was sensational. But it was just great to see for Pascal in particular because, like, you know, this is... Okay, I'm not expecting Pascal to average 39 points and 13 rebounds with four assists, two steals, two blocks, okay, against Anthony freaking Davis, an all-NBA player. Um, 
But what I'm saying is that, like, I, I think this is a nice reminder of what Pascal can do, right? Because this is what it looks like when everything's going through. And then, the, 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 by the way, the fourth thing I didn't mention with Pascal is, is his jumper hitting, which I mean, that might as well be the number one thing, too, because tonight, Pascal, four of eight from three, you know, hit a bunch of mid-range jumpers as well, got into the paint, kind of faded away. Those are paint shots, but they're kind of, they're jumpers still. Uh, and Pascal's hitting all of those tonight. And so, those are the four factors, really, right? It, it's, is he energetic? Is he making decisive moves? Um, is the defense setting doubles? And is Pascal hitting uh, jumpers? And if he's doing all four like he is tonight, he has the ability to be this good. And he was excellent tonight. And, of course, you know, you can say, well, the Lakers, you know, occasionally defensively, you know, they weren't this and that. Man, okay, I get it, right? But, it's like, every single game. There's not like teams play Pascal every single game like it's the NBA Finals. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Pascal was great tonight, man. I'm very happy for him. Um, rooting for him, absolutely. And, you know, who knows, man? Next game, he might disappoint again or or he might do this again. You just don't know. But, you know... In your just in the scope of sort of evaluating those four things about Pascal, just think of or just evaluating Pascal's performances, just think of those four things. Are those four things applicable? And if they are, that might explain a lot of what's going on with Pascal. Uh, Kyle, Kyle was incredible, man. Just such a great leader. I thought his confidence from the start of the game was excellent. Really, really pushed this team and just set the tone for them. And it just kind of like I think one thing that you miss from this season is just having one guy every single night that you look at and it's like, all right, that guy's ready to go. That guy's going to go. That guy's going to be play hard and we're going to follow that man. Right. And you know, there's been games where it's been Kyle. There's been games where it's been, you know, Fred, to be honest, I haven't, don't remember that many games where it's been Pascal. I'm sure there's been one or two, but that's, that's kind of Kyle's role. And Kyle played it beautifully tonight. He was so confident, man. There was a number of difficult jumpers that Kyle hit tonight, man. Super contested. But, like, he got he got great elevation in his legs. I think the night off, um, you know, not playing against Utah, being rested there, I think definitely helped in this situation. Kyle looked very fresh. And then whatever. If you want to say the motivation from the Lakers not trading for him, I mean, you know, that's that's cool, man. I mean, listen, man. Listen, the Lakers really might be in the play-in tournament. And Kyle might have been the reason they got, they got there, which is very, very funny to me. It's very delicious on multiple levels. But anyway, 37 and 11 from Kyle. It just, you know, I think one thing that was super important was just every single time the Raptors were in a light, you know, in lightly a bit of trouble because the Raptors actually had double digit lead for for a lot of the, uh, the, 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 I mean, a lot of the game, honestly. Um, but the Lakers were threatening a little bit. And honestly, Kyle just responded so many times. Like the Lakers cut it to nine, which isn't that bad. But still, I mean, listen. You know, you don't look at this Raptors team and say, well, this this is a team that you can't close, that's going to close you out. Like, you know, but Kyle came in tonight, was great, and, and hit a number of threes, made a number of plays, 11 assists, only one turnover. The scoring, everything was great, man. The, the, the trash talking, he got a four-point play, uh, everything, man. Everything was going for him, man. It was, it was great to watch. And then... I just like that the Raptors got contributions off the bench. You know, the Lakers, they got they got contributions off the bench. They got a good bench. I mean, listen who had the off the bench. Markeith Morris, who's very solid, even though he didn't score. Thought he played a good game. Kyle Kuzma, great game. Th- 24 points. He's going to get the Gerald Henderson Award. Uh, Montrez Harrell, a very capable big coming off the bench. Energy. You know, Taylor Horn Tucker, pretty good, honestly. You know, even though I want to call this man Tim Hortons. Like, I, I, I kind of understand why the Lakers didn't trade him. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. I don't think I would personally waste one of LeBron's prime years. Honestly, he's in year 18 or 19 or whatever it is. 
Um, you don't want to waste those. It's almost a crime against basketball to waste prime LeBron years by not trying to win, not doing everything you can to win. But in any case, I understand because Taylor Horn Tucker is very talented, man. He's, you know, 14.7 assists, you know, tricky ball handler, gets into the paint, can't hit the outside shot too, but I like his ability to create downhill. Like, I get it, right? But the Raptors got contributions off the bench for once. For once, okay? Freddie Gillespie, 11.7 rebounds. Great game for Freddie. And there were moments where you're like, okay, you know, um, yeah, maybe a lack of lift. On, you know, sometimes, I, I think, I mean, his efficiency seems a little bit low, but he got a lot of his own rebounds, and I, I like how much space he takes up. That's one of the things where he's just very strong. Like, there's one play where he caught the ball in transition, I think Drummond kind of jumped at him, and then kind of, you know, another guy came over and helped, and Freddie was just in the paint, keeping his pivot foot, even though guys were leaning on him, resisted the travel, and, and eventually just, you know, threw up his uh, preferred left-handed hook shot. Which went in. You know, that was nice to see. But yeah, the five offensive rebounds, that's great, man. Like, the Lakers only got one offensive rebound off the bench. The Lakers only had seven offensive rebounds in the whole game. And Freddie Gillespie had five by himself. Uh, that was great to see. I mean, showed him pretty good hands. Honestly, he had a really long hook shot. Like, almost Pascal Siakam S. Because, like, you know, whatever. There's, like, soft baby hooks and things like that. Um, but, like, a hook shot from 10 feet is just not easy to. To, to make and, and Freddie uh, you know made one off a of pick and roll there look the Raptors obviously were driving a lot from the perimeter and there was a real emphasis on getting the ball to their dunk their mans in the dunker spot so whether that was Pascal whether that was Ken Birch whether that was Freddie Gillespie honestly at times it was like you know Bembry as well Bembry makes some really nice cuts but Freddie was really good in his role speaking of Bembry Bembry was excellent I thought he was an unsung hero tonight plus 15 off the bench 14 points, 8 rebounds, an assist, 3 steals. Um, the only mistake he made was off of a really nice read where the Raptors got the Lakers to, to swing the ball around. And Bembry was able to make the a really, really sensational read. Um, skipping one of the Lakers uh, shooters and rotating straight to the corner. And then he cut off the pass. He, he gambled really well. Um and he, he got the steal. Now, in his process of getting the steal, of course, his momentum was carrying him out of bounds, so he had to throw the ball back in. And even though he could have thrown it to the guy who was closer to the basket, he decided to try to throw it further down court to get the Raptors in transition. That led to a turnover, and the Lakers got a you know a, a putback. I think Drummond got like a layup or something like that. But um, Bembry then immediately made up for it by driving into the teeth of the defense and dunking. Right, it's not easy. Listen, the Lakers got lots of size in the middle, and you say what you want about some of these guys defensively, like... You know, they, they were good. In any case, though, Bembry was super important because Flynn had a really tough night. You know, 20 minutes, 0 for 7, mostly taking jumpers. You know, wasn't really doing much defensively as well. So they needed Bembry. And Bembry came in and gave them great, great minutes, man. I mean, his first shift made two cuts where he got and one opportunities at six points right on the board. And he was just great throughout. And, then, you know, his secondary ball handling was very important. His defense was very important. I think having a little bit of size at that guard position... You know, especially in this matchup against the Lakers, you need it. You really do need it. And I think Bembry came in and gave them some pretty good minutes. Again, even with Caruso or these other guys or, you know, Horton Tucker, like, those guys are big guards. Caruso's 6'4". He, he's become super jacked, which is, he looks really weird. Um, and then Tim Horton Tucker, um, yeah, Alex Caruso kind of looks like if Adam Silver checked himself into a game. Uh, but anyway, Tim Horton Tucker, like, he's also, like, 6'4". Like, he, you know, he's physical, too. He's got long arms. Like, you kind of needed some size. I thought I thought Bembry really came in and gave them a huge, huge push. And so, 
that was kind of enough. And, you know, they got whatever they got from um, Utah and, and Rodney Hood. I mean, Rodney was actually solid. I mean, it was mostly in the first half, but um, I, I liked what Rodney gave them. I liked what um, Utah gave them as well. And Nick Nurse clearly liked what Utah gave them because he closed the game with Utah. And, um, you know, <laughs> you need a lot of trust if you're going to close the game. And, you know, whatever. Maybe you could say, well, OG's out, so you need somebody at that small forward position. But, yeah, Utah came in, gave them some great minutes. I think even Stanley came in and gave them some great minutes. But Utah, you know, gave them some scoring, hit a three in the first half. And then in the second, you know, his second shift, I mean, it was the fourth quarter. And the Lakers were making a bit of a push. They seemed to be figuring a couple of things out offensively. But um, Utah had a putback. You know, after the Lakers got a block, I think Utah, you know, was Johnny on the spot, got the loose ball and sort of threw up a little shot that banked in. That was great to see. And then another one where he got fouled driving to the basket and he split the pair of free throws. But just a little bit of that extra score. Like, again, I'm not asking for a lot off the bench. I just really, I don't think Nick is asking for someone to come in and be, you know, six man like Lou Will 2015 style. Like, no, they don't, they don't have that player. They don't expect that kind of production, but they just need something. And it's the thing is the offense is going to produce enough for guys to be able to do things within their skill set. Like, Freddie Gillespie can make a layup. if He can, he, he just really needs to read when to cut, when to present himself, when to flash upwards and get the, get the receive the pass. You know, Yuta Watanabe can't do things offensively. He just needs to actually shoot the basketball. And Rodney Hood, you know, he's going to take shots and eventually he'll make them. And tonight he did, you know, make a couple of plays tonight in the first half especially. So, just a nice team win. Um, I feel really good, really energetic about it. Again, it's 2 a.m. now, <laughs> and yeah, it was just a fun game. And again, it's just nice to see Kyle and Pascal do what they did. Really, really good performance. And for the Lakers, I mean, I'm just worried about this team. I, I, I don't really see, like, AD doesn't look right. I've watched a couple of games since seeing AD come back. The Raptors usually will send doubles at AD. They've, they've done that quite a bit. But it didn't even double AD that much. They kind of covered him in single coverage, and it was the right call. He, he didn't look physically right, settled for a lot of jumpers, which... You know, when the Lakers play big like that, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to take a lot of jumpers because like there's not a lot of space to drive if Drummond's gonna be cluttering the paint. And then LeBron, I mean, of course LeBron's sensational, but this is not a good LeBron performance by his standards, man. He hit some outside jumpers, but wasn't really a factor driving downhill. You know, he picked up some passes, a lot of those in transition. Five turnovers for six assists, that's not efficient in twenty eight minutes. And he left early with uh, a sore ankle, which he literally just missed time with an ankle. So Man, I'm worried about this Lakers team. They've lost like six of seven. They're in a tie for, well, five, six, and seven are tied. So technically they're tied for the seven seed, which, yo, that's the playing game, man. And that's tough. You really don't want to lose, you know, anything that happened in a one-game setting. So I'm, I'm worried about the Lakers. But uh, right now, though, I'm just happy for the Raptors, man. I mean, look, they just need some joy this season, man. I, I just feel so bad for them this year. Like, you know, I, I mean, of course, like, we complain as fans, but, like, it must be pretty hard as the players themselves. I'm sure they have high expectations. This franchise holds themselves in really hard regard. And, um, yeah, it's been a disappointing year. But to, to see some of these games, man, to, to really show appreciation for some of these guys, for, for Kyle and Pascal, especially Pascal. I mean, Kyle gets lots of love. Let's be real. We love Kyle, right? And, you know, tonight's a great reason why. We should honestly put this stat line on, on <laughs> somewhere on the Kyle Lowry, uh statue like just put it inscribe it on the ankle that uh you know he, he beat LeBron's team uh but yeah Pascal man especially with Pascal he's had such a tough year um with what sort of up and down and, and of course a lot of criticism but I mean sometimes you need to see it to believe it and bro he was excellent tonight so 
In terms of your three stars from this game, I'm going to go with Kyle Arias, the first star. 37 points, 11 assists, 12 of 20 shooting, 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 41 minutes, excellent performance, super sharp, super confident, lots of swagger, lots of yelling at the crowd, great leadership. I loved, loved everything about this performance from Kyle. Huge, huge shots, you know, great shot making, great passing, great defense, everything, man. This is why this is why you want Kyle Lowry. Like, I can't believe the Rap- the Lakers could have had a chance to have Kyle. And they said, no, this is insane. It really is. He would be really, really important to that team. But, you know, that, that's that. So, in, in terms of the second start, th- uh, that's going to Pascal Siakam. 39 points, 13 rebounds, 4 rebounds, uh, uh, four assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. 15 of 26 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. I wish he made that last one to make it a clear 40, but... Man, 39 is is a sexy number, and uh, yeah, Pascal was excellent in all levels, man. Uh, really thoroughly outplayed AD. AD had 12 points, so yeah, uh, Pascal was great. And then your third star, that's got to go to DeAndre Bembry off the bench. 14 points, 8 rebounds, and assists, 3 steals, 5 of 8 shooting, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. I don't know what else to say. I like Bembry a lot. I really like Bembry a lot. He's been inconsistent in his short minutes, but tonight he got to play more minutes. And you get to see, I really appreciate smart players. And Bembry is a very, very smart player. And he's very, very uh, useful. Um, and the Raptors have him under contract for next season um, for like two mil. Probably keep him. Here's your Joe Henderson award. I'm going to go with Kyle Kuzma. 24 points for him. 6 of 11 from 3. Largely, I gotta say, Jalen Harris, man, lost this man repeatedly on threes, and that's just not good because you know Kuzma can shoot, uh, and the rest of the Lakers weren't even that dangerous from three. But Kuzma was very, very good, and you know some of that is you look at a rookie and you capitalize. But uh, Kuzma really took that chance, so uh, that does for the podcast. I know some people might be disappointed because they're like, "Yo, we wanted a slander pot or whatever." Listen, man, the Raptors' record is 27-38, and 38, man. As much as we want to make fun of the Lakers, like, let's have some, you know, when the Raptors play well enough to get to that point, you know, I think they will deserve it. And I do appreciate it, though. I, I think a lot of people obviously have great enthusiasm for it. You know, it speaks a lot to, like, Assad and sort of the energy he brings and how funny he is and how, like, cutting he can be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I would just say that, uh, you know, we'll have chances next year, of course. And to be honest, man, I mean, what am I going to, are we really going to be clowns and, and, and try to, you know, do all that 11 games under 500, let, you know, we'll have chances. In any case, though, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for supporting the podcast. Subscribe to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter. I'm dropping a link to it in the podcast description. And the Raptors have a day off in LA, well-deserved, and they'll get back at it against the Clippers on Tuesday. So I'll check back in then. Thank you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.